0: Welcome, welcome, welcome to the Help Myself Podcast. I am your host, John M. Singletary Sr., Got to put that senior in there because you know, I got a junior. Man, he got out of summer camp school today and he is out here doing the most. You hear me? And I'm, (laughs) he said, Yay. And I'm loving every minute of it myself, man. Just had a good day. You know, he got off from school. We ran a couple of errands, took care of a couple of things. And we still have some shenanigans yet to get into this evening. Uh, But let me tell you, the busyness of the day has got your boy. I, I put it earlier on threads that I might record this episode of the Help Myself Podcast while laying down on the couch. And in the moment when I said that, that's how I was feeling. But now I'm feeling like I've got my second win. So welcome to another episode of the Help Myself Podcast. I am excited uh, to share with you again. Some of the thoughts that have been running through my head this past week. But before we get into that, I want to send a super shout out to our supporters, to our... um, Not just supporters. (laughs) (laughs) Ah, man. (laughs) What do you want to call it? People that put money into your brand so that you can... (laughs) Let me give a shout out to Q Images, man. Q Images is a Las Vegas-based, yeah. veteran-owned photography company. As I say all the time, they don't just capture moments. They create memories. And uh, listen, it's run by my buddy, Tim Quisenberry, top-notch. Uh, you've seen on the Instagram and, uh, you know, we had the video up, man. Yeah. Definitely high-quality yeah. work, no matter what the event, no matter what the situation, no matter what the location. Yeah. Have money. Q Images will travel so I want to make sure that you take some time to check them out if you are in the Las Vegas area even better but if you are looking for a top of the line photographer and you have the budget for the quality that you're looking for please consider Q Images you can find them on Instagram at Q which is spelled Q-U-E underscore images i-m-a-g-e-s or you can go to the website www.qimages.smugmug.com so check them out and tell them i sent you and then we definitely want to shout out the amazing book powered by purpose written by none other than your host who is me john m singletary Sr. Um, I want to encourage you to yeah. go to the website, yeah. grab your autographed yeah. copy, you get a personal yeah. note yeah. from yeah. me, yeah. and this book will take a deep dive into yeah. understanding yeah. your motivations yeah. and inspiring yeah. you to take life by yeah. the reins yeah. and get yeah. the control yeah. back. Yeah, so that yeah. you can live yeah, your yeah. best life, yeah. but you can't live your best life while yeah. you still yeah. are giving permission yeah. to other people and yeah. other entities to be in control of the direction of your life. Listen, we can't control everything that happens to us, but we can't control our response yeah. and yeah. we can't control our strategy on how we're going to navigate said life considering those circumstances. So grab that book. Powered by purpose, I am telling you, it will change your life. It will change your life. So, another amazing episode yeah, 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 yeah. of the Help Myself Podcast. <laughs> I'm laughing because I was doing some mic checks before I started recording. Early on, I was talking to a friend. She said, hey, you know, it was early in the morning. I was calling to get some information. She said, hey, you got your Mary Kay voice on. She said I sounded uh, like they would tell people to sound when you were selling Mary Kay. So I said, I got my salesman voice on. I didn't have to talk to a couple of people, you know, so I want to disarm them with the charm. I don't want to sound like I ain't had my coffee yet, so... Uh, I was listening to my voice and I said, this is probably the Mary Kay voice that she is referencing. But um, in this space of motivation and inspiration and encouraging people to live their absolute best lives and, you know, giving, what do you want to call it? You know, giving people tips. so that they can maximize their potential and, you know, to do things that they're passionate about. Um, There is often a much less attractive portion of changing your life that we often don't uh, talk about. And I like to refer to that as the tactical side of inspiration. Because yeah. 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 Uh, I think yeah. that it's rare that yeah. to say that we would get up yeah. Yeah. and yeah. want to yeah. accept our lives yeah. as is. We yeah. all want something yeah. better for ourselves. Like yeah. you know, no one is sitting around yeah. saying, yeah. you know what, I yeah. want the bare minimum. I want to barely make it. We yeah. all yeah. want good things yeah. in our lives. Yeah. We all yeah. Yeah. um are looking to better our lives in some way, some form or fashion. We do not want to just accept whatever life throws at us. We want to live an abundant life. We want to live a joyous life, a productive life. We want to live a life where we felt like we were able to do some things according to our own passions, our dreams, and our desires. So um, I think it's important to understand that nobody just starts off on this path Defeated, down, depressed, but life does get to lifing. And I think about growing up. You know, I was me um, and you know, they were leaving the grocery store. You know, we went um, to a couple of spots to see if we could find. Um, I'm looking for some some things. I'm going through one of my spells where I start to redecorate and reorganize things. So I've been heavy on that tip. I was looking see if I could find some little knickknacks or whatever to kind of um, spruce up some of the new designs that I've uh, made happen here in our spot. And uh, then, you know, we took a trip to the grocery store. And as I was pulling out, I was just having a thought. And I was thinking about the fact that I personally am overdue for a, uh, a vacation, you know? for a break to kind of just reset. And I thought about it, I was like, you know, I don't vacation much, especially, um, you know, with LJ, our family is all spread out. And so a lot of the trips that we've made have either been in support of family and loved ones or to just visit, you know, because, uh, LJ has a lot of family members that, you know, they're, they're, they're not in a position to travel, you know, and things like that. And so to maintain those relationships, you know, a lot of our travel time and expenses have to be, um, you know, have to go to yeah. that end. Yeah. And, and I'm yeah. cool with that yeah. because yeah. it's a very important part of LJ's life. And it is such a blessing to be able to continue to keep him in um, contact and close with his mother's side of the family, which is such an important part of his life, you know, and I know the joy it brings him. So, no, no complaint about that at all. But just from a technical standpoint, just talking about the fact that a, a huge majority of our travel is to see family members and not for just a vacation, you know? And I started thinking about how, you know, um, you start to stress out, anxiety starts yeah. to appear, things like yeah. that happen, yeah. and you just kind of needing that reset, whether yeah. it's a yeah. vacation or a staycation, you know, you just kind of need a reset of yeah. sorts. Yeah, yeah, And it made me think about, you know, growing up yeah. in the household of a single mother. Yeah, um, yeah, yeah. yeah. You know, yeah, growing up, yeah, my yeah, grandmother, yeah, you know, in yeah. the time that she lived in, and, yeah, yeah, you know, knowing yeah. some of the struggles yeah, 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 of the yeah, parents yeah. of some of my friends, yeah, yeah, and I yeah, think yeah. about it, like, yeah. it was every day, yeah, yeah, all yeah. hands on board, yeah, yeah. doing everything you can yeah, to yeah. make sure you keep the household afloat. Yeah. And I think so many times, yeah. like, the option of vacations or staycations or getting a reset or taking a break was often not even on the table. It was just every day, do everything you can to survive. And I think about how sometimes we look at those situations and we judge people, but we're not aware of the extreme effort that it is often taking them just to get through each day. And they, they don't have the extra to try and chase a dream or create a brand or to do something on the side that will create financial freedom yeah. because yeah. so much of their energy is being yeah. exerted. Listen, um, I feel like it is an extreme shame to look down on people in the struggle because yeah. one of the things uh well there are many things that we have to understand about capitalism it is costly and expensive to be poor there is no way around that um having a level of affluence has opened my eyes greatly to the fact that things flow so much easier just financially when you got money when you don't have money, everything costs there are so many uh, decisions that you have to make at a need level like i lived it but at this point in my it is unfathomable for me to have to choose between needs that have to be sacrificed like and there are people that are in this situation that they sincerely have to sacrifice potentially needs and you have to understand how mentally and emotionally draining and defeating that can be and so uh i call that the tactical side of inspiration because i think sometimes it's fine and it's good to say oh everything's gonna work out and and you got this and god is good and and all of that other stuff that we say but you know There's a tactical part to that, that people really got to get up and go through these things. And it's just disingenuous to just be, you know, like, man, I remember times where I'd be going through hell and I had friends that knew how to be with me and go through hell. And and I'm, let me tell y'all something. When I talk about blessed and extremely fortunate, I do not take it for granted that not only did I have friends that knew how to sit with me and be with me as I went through, I had friends that had resources that were able to minimize or eliminate some of the stresses. And not only did they have those resources, but they had the kind of generous spirit to where, in which they were willing to give. And something that I say all the time is that generosity is not a condition of your pocket or your wallet generosity is a condition of your heart because there are so many people i know that got it and it would never occur to them to help somebody else with it because it's theirs and if that's how you live your life i ain't mad at it but understand that some of the most generous people that you will meet are probably not the most affluent not financially but they're affluent in their love and their generosity and their kindness. But anyhow, blessed and fortunate that I had all of these people to stand by me. And yes, there were just some of it. There's some of it that I just had to go through by myself. Um, And a lot of that, you know, as I'm, I'm getting older and working through things, I realized a lot of times it was pride. You know, the kind of pride where you don't want to tell somebody, hey, uh, I'm struggling like this because you don't want them to think that you you got you in a certain way and you ain't got it. Like, you know, like that. That's been the story. And I wonder where that came from, because, you know, again, like I said, I came from abject poverty projects, you know, the neighborhood. We didn't have nothing nice. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> You know, when I look back, you know, like it wasn't all bad, you know, it was just that comparatively, you know, I do remember, you know, times where like my shoes, I could feel water on the bottom of them if it was raining and, you know, my clothes would get long in the tooth and hand me downs and things like that. So I do remember that. And, you know, I do remember not always having a stable place to live and move from place to place. And then it just got to a point where I said, you know what, I would prefer. To sleep on one of the couches at my grandmother's house because it's stable, you know. I might not have my own space, and it might be anywhere from seven to ten people living in here at a time, but it's stable, and uh, I prefer it to having a spot one day and then not having a spot the next, you know. So, you know, I understand that concept, and so when we talk about that tactical side of inspiration, and we talk about how this system is balanced for the haves and it crushes the have-nots. And it is, and I've said this several times, but it's disingenuous just to say, oh, well, if such and such can make it out the mud, so can you. That's not true. The, The truth to that is, is that whenever you want to put a system in and you want to extol the merits of said system, you have got to make it look like someone from the very bottom of that system can make it to the top so that you can maintain hope for the majority that is on the bottom that they one day could be on the top. When the reality is the system is weight balanced so that those on the bottom Well, not one, always be there in some sort of of way. And two, to support the needs of those that are on the top. You know, when you start really getting into the systems of capitalism and the systems of wealth and all that, there's a level and there's a line of delineation. Like there's certain numerical amounts of money that you get that you can only get there through wage oppression, through um, being able to get your work and mass production done at extremely low prices so that you can fleece those cost margins. You know, I'm not saying that people shouldn't be rich, but I'm saying when you look at some of these exorbitant uh, numbers, you know, there's got to be a level of there, there's a level of corporate, um, what do you call it? Corporate bailout. There's a level of assistance and there's a level of forcing people to work wages that barely support being able to live. Um, I was watching a show and, you know, I was just thinking about the fact that people are surviving because somebody is telling you that an hour of your life working is worth nine ten dollars. and that's crazy when you start to think about it because they're basically saying that an hour of your time working hard. and I said it on an episode before like in my career, I noticed that the more money I made and the more rank I had, the less hard physically I actually worked. you know, as I came in the Air Force, like I did physically demanding work and as I got older, Or, you know, further along in my career, yes, I had a lot of responsibilities, but the truth of the matter is is that I was just making good money, and most of the stuff I was doing was (laughs) it was talking, it was training, and it was typing on a computer in meetings, discussing how this and that were going to get done. And I'm not saying that the work wasn't valuable, but I'm saying you mean to tell me that what I type into a computer is 100, 1,000, 10,000 times more valuable than somebody that puts their life on the line. And so the tactical side of inspiration, man, why did grandma and mama and daddy and uncle, why weren't they able to do all of these amazing things? And when I think back to my life, I think about all that it took just to keep the lights on, just to have a place to stay just you know and the escapism sometimes it was alcohol or drugs or whatever you know because of that and i think that when we work in these areas of light bringing where we want people to see the best side of themselves when we want to inspire people to understand they can push past their limits we also have to understand the limiting factors we have to understand how brutal life can be. We have to understand how sickness comes in, how there's hopelessness and helplessness. We have to understand that and we have to learn how to not only speak to it with emotional intelligence, but we have to learn how to step in and to handle them with care because the people who are emotionally beat down, listen, somebody that is beat down by life, you're not going, they're not always going to come to you and say, yeah, you know, I'm just not doing that because life is beating me. They might cut you out. They might have something slick to say. And it is something you ever noticed that, like, one of the things, like if a dog is injured and you go and try to help that dog, that dog tries to attack you because that dog is in pain. You know, and there are people, and you wonder why they do the things that they do, But you don't humanize them enough to realize that a lot of the the um, litmus or the catalyst for what's going on with them is the fact that they are in pain, they are hurting. Sometimes they don't even realize that I am being this way because I am in pain. And so the tactical side of inspiration, I have no problem getting on the mic and telling you that you are valuable that you are capable of doing more than you're doing that you're capable of living a life beyond your wildest dreams but it also takes the work of being there at the level to which people are struggling of giving grace for the fact that they struggle there has to be some talk some training and some effort put into alleviating the survival stress that people are under because it is hard to advance in life when you're stressed out basically just for survival. And it takes grace it takes kindness, it takes care. I was having a conversation with some of my dear brothers we were on a podcast and we were just talking about some things. And the question came up, you know, there's certain type of people I like, but there's another certain type of people I don't like. And when you in this work, you don't get to choose that because you don't know what the outcome will be if you just believe in somebody who nobody else believes in. Listen, you can find somebody who's in the worst position And it might just take some time and some patience. And listen, I'm not saying you give your life force away because I know I've sat with some people and sometimes you can't want it more than they want it. But sometimes it's a matter of allowing somebody to feel what they feel, express what they express, and giving them some time to sit with that somebody walking around angry and they don't have nobody to talk to about their anger, they're going to explode on somebody and they're angry and they haven't had enough time to sit with it. So they don't know why they're really angry. They don't even know how angry they are. They just know. And it starts to show up in other ways. There's so much of this despair. You don't even know that you're in a sort of despair, but you know, Hey man, life is hard. You know what I can do. I I can grab some of this food that is bad for me. And I can sit down and watch Netflix and it'll ease some of this existential pain that I'm going through. Or I can smoke this and it'll make me feel... I can drink this and it'll make me feel better. People are struggling. And when you talk about inspiration, you have to have a heart to talk about that the start line to the race ain't the same for everybody. And even when you break down those layers... There are different types of roadblocks and obstacles and hurdles for different folks for different reasons. you know. And it takes a compassionate heart to understand the pain that people are going through and that the expression of that pain isn't going to be, yes, uh, I just want you to know that I'm hurting and that might be the spot where my pain is cutting. No, everybody can't do that. It's time they hurt so much and they don't even know why. So, I want to encourage everyone that's listening to me today. Take those things into consideration when you want to go about the work of making this world a better place. This ain't flowers and rainbows and balloons, and unicorns and happy songs some dirty work has to be done you don't have to get your, your fingernails dirty and you know you're going to have to you don't have to get down in the mud there's a lot of undesirable stuff that we don't see it's, it's so often like these um, tourist attractions I first became very familiar with it when I lived in Vegas, but now I realize that it's in so many other areas. We see the places, or we get to see the picture-perfect look. But if you just dig a little bit deeper, there's always some type of suffering and something else going on. And if we're willing to approach and confront and to assist in those dark spaces, that's the tactical side of inspiration. It is great to tell a man he can be better, but if that man is hungry, it is rare that he'll be able to hear your message of inspiration over the roaring of his empty stomach. So oftentimes it's better to feed him first. And it may require you to feed him semi-consistently before the message can truly take root. And that's the part of the work that we have to consider. It's not all rah, rah, sis, boom, (laughs) ba. Sometimes it's the hard work of just, is there a need that you have that I can meet with love? And that, folks, is the true definition of ministry, meeting the needs of another with love. And you know what? On that note, I absolutely love you all, and I mean it. And I'm going to get out of there. But before I get out of here and get out of there, (laughs) I'm going to close the way that I always do. Listen, I can't help myself. Got to inspire, I've got to encourage, I've got to empower, but I can't help myself by being the absolute best version of myself. And guess what? You can too. So why not we do it together?